0: not appeared unto me. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in your hand? And he said, It's a rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground, and he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it he ran away from it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth your hand and take it by the tail. And he put he took it by the tail, reached out his hand, and when he caught it, it became a rod again. That was a neat trick. Then he says that they may believe that the Lord your God, of, of the God of your father, their fathers, and God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob, has appeared unto you. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Now put your hand into your bosom, yeah. in your sport coat. So he stuck it in there. And he said, And he put his hand into the sport coat, or bosom, and then when he took it out, and behold, it was leprous as snow. And he said, put your hand back in your sport coat again, or bosom, and he put his hand back in his bosom again and plucked it out, and behold, it was turned again as his other place, back to normal again. And so the Lord used the, the the message, my message today, to call Moses in to do the, the job that he had called Moses to do. The Lord stole my message, created the message, and he said, uh, I want you to uh, go and lead the people. And how are they going to know? You know? I was looking at Moses, and if you, he, later on in the text, he says, I'm slow to speak, which means he has a speech impediment and, uh, or stuttered, and the Lord still used Moses anyway. And he says, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not smart as, as Aaron, my brother, I'm, but I'm not as good as he is, but the Lord shows that. You know, I was thinking about that, and, and all of us that here, I'm, there are guys, I, I got a friend of mine that, that, that uh, we set forth in the ministry in the 80s, in the early 80s, in, in the Pentecostal church, and he's a wonderful guy. Him and his wife, they were real faithful to church, and our first our first pastor that we went to. And um, and he said, he caught come up to him one day, he said, I think the Lord's calling me to preach. And I said, okay, good for you. I said, this church try Winston out and see if he can preach. Well, he did a pretty good job. And uh, later on, we got moved out of that church to another, to our next assignment. And when we got to the next assignment, we I think, lost track of him, where he was at. And uh, he went on and we got his degree and uh, went to college, got his doctorate, and, uh, got his teacher certificate as a professor for a while in the, in, the, in the colleges. And so, done a good job. I, uh, hooked back up with him uh, two weeks ago, and uh, and he's still doing a good job. I was very pleased, but when he first started talking, he was like, uh, when I first met him, he was, nothing wrong with being country, but he was real country, and he was backwards country. He wasn't just country, he was backwards, and uh, he was young, and he's, he's now uh, older, as, as we all and so the, the Lord's using him, still using him today. And I love to hear when, when people that we helped get along in the way and started in the ministry and they're still doing stuff. And I'm happy with them. I've, it doesn't matter. I want you to understand we have people in this room that are over 70. We have people in this room that are way under 70. And it doesn't matter about how old that you are, that God still can use you in the days that really. He's actually looking for people that will say, I have stuff in my hands to do and I want to do them for the Lord. I want to find something to do for God. I need to find whatever it is that God wants me to do and go be doing that. Amen. Right, let's see where we are. So what is that in your hand? It's amazing how God used uh, Moses' hands and made it a miracle. And I tell you that God will use our hands, all of us sitting here, regardless of our age, regardless of how many times we've messed up, regardless of what we've done with our life, regardless, He'll still use our hands and use us to do the work. That Now, I'm going to get to the surprise text that you didn't, uh, they don't know I was doing. In the Judges chapter 6, we're going to turn there, and um, I may just read, not read that to you, I may just tell you that. There's a guy named uh, Gideon that the Lord used uh, Gideon. This is around Judges 6. Judges 6. And God used Gideon. He called him. And he's told Gideon, the angel of the Lord came to him and told him uh, at that particular time the Midianites and the Amalekites had captured Israel and they had been for seven years been in, in captivity and uh, and every time the Israelites would go out and plant a, a garden the Amalekites and the Midianites would go and set the, ar- the, the harvest on fire they'd burn it and they we get into the wine press, they destroyed the wine. But it, that was a, a big industry in that day. And uh, the Midianites, we did, because it because they hated Israel, and these two people were some of Saul's grandsons. And Saul, everybody knows that uh, Saul uh, uh, he didn't like, uh, he didn't, he, God, God loved Israel, and Jacob I have loved, and Esau I have hated, and so and God uh, sent, uh, <coughs> sent uh, uh, Gideon out here to the army to, uh, to to fight the battle and to win the battle, and so at the time, there was about 32,000 soldiers or men that were ready for battle, and, and some of you know so the story's a Sunday school lesson from, from days ago, and so... Uh, Thirty-two thousand people, soldiers, and so God speaks to Gideon and tells him, says, "There's too many to fight for them, and there's like a hundred twenty thousand of the other armies there, and, and that are ready for battle." And um, and so God sent uh, sent them, and so they uh, God told Gideon, said, uh, "You got too many people. Anybody who's afraid, send them home." And so. He said, "If you're afraid, go home." And then he says, uh, "God says, still got too many. I got to have more, more people than that. We got to thin the herd a little bit more." And so he uh, he says, he leads them to the water and he gets them down. on some of them they go to the edge of the water to get something to drink some water. And only three hundred of them dip their hand into the water uh, and, to, and drank like they were actually looking at the enemy that they were drinking the water. And the other 900, I mean 9,700 stuck their face in the water and drank the water. And the Lord said, send those people home. I'm going to use the 300 to find the 300 compared to 120,000. That's a great. That's a, I mean, you've got to have a lot of faith. You've got to really hear the Lord. And so he goes to the, uh, the angel of the Lord appears to him a rock out there and he says uh, bring some sacrifice and burn he tells uh, the angel tells Gideon go tear down the altar to Baal and the groves around it go set fire to it and he goes and does he builds a new altar where the altar of Baal was at he builds an altar to the most high God Jehovah God he builds an altar there to that to, to, to God and God honors that I want to say this and I might going to sound may sound political, but I'm not, I don't allow that. It's a. Uh, today we're still fooling around with the people from the Amalek's and the Midian type people. We're still looking at those people today. The word Midian is a word that's judgment, and uh, they were held by. And the word Amalek. that produces doubt and it's a it's a, it's, it's a met, one of the definitions of that is a people of doubt and so the, the people of Emily are the, similar to the people that we see sometimes I saw this the other day and, and I, because of the work that I do I sometimes have moments, or a, you know maybe a half hour that I don't have to do anything so I can play with my phone and uh believe I actually get paid for that. Anyway, I do. And so I'm on TikTok and so I'm watching and I'm scrolling up and I see, I see a lot of this and so they're, they're putting down some people who are and on TikTok they're putting down some people who are Christians who are doing Christian things that, you know like making them feel less And And so I'm, I'm scrolling and seeing that and I'm thinking those are the same kind of people that Gideon had it was like a, a mindset it was a mindset of uh, killing the Israel or killing the people of God and they want, it's a group now that wants to stop God from operating our, uh, our uh, Auburn I'm, I'm not an Auburn fan uh, and neither am I an Alabama fan but in, uh, in our, our school right here in, in Alabama there is a, 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 a like a Revival, sort of like broke out, and uh, and so they've been. Some of the coaches have been baptizing some of the players, and and students have show up. And uh, then there's this group from Arkansas comes down. They believe in the the freedom from religion. That's the name of their company, freedom from religion. And they they're protesting the coaches. That's the same kind of people that the people of Amalek was trying to stamp out the work of God, trying to stop the work of God. We still got them today. They're still alive today. As a matter of fact, one of the old guys were told by the Lord, I want you to go and destroy Amalek and destroy all of his people and kill everybody that's connected to Amalek. And he he went and did it and saw. He went and did it, and when he did it, he just said, well, let's save the king and uh, let's save the, the, the animals. And uh, let's take some of these other things take some of the merchandise and some of their gold and stuff and let's take it over here. He didn't do it because his job was to stop Amalek from working, but he, he refused to do that and do it. And so he got disqualified from doing some other things that God had planned for him to do because he didn't follow what the Lord said. I tell you, when we, the Lord says for us to do something, it's a good thing for us to start doing that. Amen. The water, and they dip, 300 dips of this. I think it's really smart for us. It's oftentimes, the the water in in text is referring to as the word of God, the water of the word, the water and the word, they go together, and it's really good for us to take the drink of water from the word of God. Take the drink and keep our eye open. Watch all the time. Watch out for the enemy. It's a uh, it's, it's very good for us to do. me see where I'm at. What I forgot to tell you was, I knew it was something. What I forgot to tell you was, the angel said to Gideon, and the Lord is with you. And that's something that we have to understand. Greater is he, I said this just a month ago today, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And the Lord is with us, then we don't need to fear these other things. And I will say that our governor, Governor K. Ivey, uh, she said to the central message, I said I read this also on TikTok, the gospel according to TikTok, and it was like she said, uh, told the, the people, go back to where you come from and leave these people alone that are trying to do something good. Well, she got my vote again <laughs> when she did that because she, she just don't want to hear somebody stopping revival, the potential of revival coming and people being saved, and people coming to Christ, people being baptized. And so, yay, um, Kay, I don't know about her politics. I don't know about anything about her, but she did good that day. That was a great day. And the Lord is with you, and I tell you that the Lord is with us. But, run. we are small in number. tell you, when we pray, it doesn't matter if we're a large number or a small number. When we believe God, it doesn't matter if we're a houseful or a handful. Amen. Because God's work will get accomplished. His word will come to pass. He will do what he said he will do. He will not abandon his word. Amen. Small in number, but well, we're great for the Lord. He's in us. Amen. Okay. Acts chapter three. If you want to read along there, uh, I want to tell you. I'm not going to read. I'm just going to tell you. In Acts chapter three, Peter and John is on their way to the temple to pray. And sitting outside of the gate called Beautiful, there is a man who is a beggar. He's sitting on the side of the road, the side of the street on the way the entrance going into the temple. And when he goes, he, every day he's been doing this since he was born. He was a, a middle-aged man, what I can tell, middle-aged man, and Paul and uh, Peter and John has seen him before. And so they're asking for some, maybe a couple bucks or five dollars, give me a little something-something over here. And so then uh, Peter, being full of the Holy Ghost, he looks at him and says, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give it to you. He takes his, what's in your hand, and he reaches and grabs the guy by the hand, and he pulls him up onto his feet, and the man goes into the temple when they go in, leaping and jumping and praising the Lord for the mighty work that God had just done through the hands of the, the disciples. What is in our hand? What's in my hand? What's in your hand? Silver and gold have I none. Rise up and walk. Yes, Lord. Okay. that relate to us that came here today? There's things in our hand. There's there's an empowerment. There's an empowerment. Those of you that are believers in the Lord. there's an empowerment. There's a transference of energy, spiritual energy, not new age, power of Holy Spirit energy that goes from one when I prayed for Jim last week back there before church started when the worship, I actually carried was leading worship and I just walked over and interrupted his worship and prayed over him. I felt like that was something the Holy Spirit was telling me. To do this idea. And so when his hands began to vibrate and shake, don't always do that, but he did that day. And so I knew something was going on with the hands and the Lord's called my attention to have hands all week. So in our hands, there is something that's in us by the laying on of hands. And this is something I want to get to here. Even though Gideon was the smallest in his family, he had the smallest family. He had the poorest family in that area, and God chose Gideon to do that. He was the smallest guy. It doesn't matter how big and strong we are. Uh, I used to be stronger than I am now. I'm now 71, and, uh, and I'm, and Jen can tell you, I'm, I'm not have the strength that I used to have when, <laughs> when I was 41. I was like, I was strong in those days, but not anymore. I'm not strong, like I used to be. In the natural, but in the spirit, there is a strength there that has remained all the time. It's never decreased. One of the things that I that I failed to mention in Gideon's day, there was the Lord gave him some instructions, and he passed it on to the people of the three hundred. He separated the people, the small crowd already three hundred. He separated separated into one hundred groups, one hundred people groups. And so he had each hundred people. And he gave them a trumpet to blow. He gave them a pitcher to break. And he gave them a, uh, a flashlight on, on the flashlight, a lantern, a lamp. The, modern, the I would say Everett, but I think was the copper is the better, one. Anyway, whatever the better battery, they had the better battery uh, Gideon did. And so at the sound when the and Gideon said to them, whenever I, uh, whenever I, you do whatever I do. Whenever I break the picture. You break the picture. When I blow the horn, you blow the horn. When I when I uh, flash, turn on my flashlight. You turn on your flashlight. And the Lord caused a great battle to be won that day for the small crowd of people that said yes, we'll do whatever you say, and they followed the instruction to the to the letter. And God used the three hundred to cause a great battle, you know? and they're not. They weren't even done when they got through with that. There were some more people that got killed because they were. They just kept fighting battles and went. Everywhere they went, they won. Because they were a small crowd and they did what God said to do. I'm small. I'm a small little, a little church over here on Broad Street. But we're not just a church over on a little small struggling church on, on Broad Street. We're a, a group of people that hear the word of the Lord and begin to do the word of the Lord. We hear what God said, and we do whatever it is that God said. And we hear a crazy man that that brings the word about hands, and we'll follow that word, and we'll do that word. And when we do that word, guess what happens? Stuff happens. Why? Because we obey the Lord. That's what we want to do. What's in our hands? Okay. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I'm going I'm I'm to go on over there. i got one more scripture after that. I think that's also a surprise for the people in the booth. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 6 says, Wherefore I put you in remembrance, that stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. Believe it or not, I am not crazy. Because God has given us not the spirit of fear, but He's given us power—the word power, and love, and a sound mind. Whenever uh, I'm going to say I wasn't—I wasn't, I wasn't going to say this, but it, it just keeps popping up. When. When I walk into a place, the atmosphere changes. Why? Because I don't have a spirit of fear. I have a power, love, and a sound mind. I go into Marvin's and there's always somebody comes up and starts talking to me. When I'm at work, when I got people around me. Uh, I got always somebody wants to talk to me. It's not always foolishness. It's sometimes it's about something that's good. Jan has her her salon, and she's always praying for people or preaching. This week she 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 had her preach on <laughs> in, the, in the salon. She said, "I got my preach on today." I said, "Good for you." At- atmosphere changes when we walk into the room. When Jim walks into walked into his art class, atmosphere changed when he walked in. When when Patsy goes into her job and doing helping people with their, their issues, atmosphere changes when we walk in. When you go into your place and your place of work or your home or your street, atmosphere changes when you go in there. you know why? Because you have not been given a spirit of fear, but you've been given a power, a love, and a sound mind. So I tell you, use your hands. I told the story. I told the story, uh, told the story uh, two months ago. From my we live in a, in a loft apartment in town, and so some people moved next door to a candle shop. Some of you here. At that time, the candles smelled so good. I could sometimes smell it when they'd open the door and I'd walk outside. I could smell the candles. They were all fragrances and so good. And I come to find out at nighttime, during the day it was a candle shop. At that time, it was a Satan church. figured it out. I could hear the chanting when the door was open. I could hear the chanting from the next door in the song. It wasn't songs about God so good. It wasn't songs about more love, more power. So one day I said, that I walked around there and I prayed. I laid my hands on the double doors where they go in and out. And I said, Lord, here's your choice. Bible breaks out in this place and people come to Christ and the, this place changes and becomes not a place a house of worship for the enemy and the devil but this becomes a place where God shows up powerfully and transforms lives or oh, they move out pick one your call Lord I love you I trust you guess what Guy that was funding that whole thing had a massive heart attack and died. Funds got cut off. They lost their rent. And had to move. I mean, this probably—I want to say less than two months. I want to say—I want to say, I want to say it was two months. It might be less than two. Months. They were gone. I tell you that where you, you go into a place, the atmosphere changes. Something I expect something to happen, and I, I told the same story. Same time I told that story, the next time, the next story I told him, I said, "I'm driving down Highway 11. I'm going to Johnson's. or going to Walmart." And I look over there, and there's a bar there, and it's a bar that is and it's a place where the women take their clothes off, and men go in there and pay for that. And I said. I didn't get out and lay my hands on it. I pulled up in the parking lot and I stretched my hand out the window of my car, my truck, and I laid, I said, Lord, revival break out here. Holy Spirit come or this place goes out of business. You decide. I'm not telling you what to do or how to do it, but I'm this has got to happen. Amen in Jesus' name. Always say in Jesus' name. That's perfect magic. Place to close down. It's now still empty, and they can't even find a renter to there. tell you, atmosphere changes when you walk into a place because what's in you, the spirit that lives in you, is the same spirit that quickened Christ's dead body in the grave and caused him to be resurrected out of the grave and stand up. It was the same Holy Spirit. It's not been decreased. Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost and because it was poured out on the day of Pentecost well we got the trickle down effect and so I got a couple of drops over here on me no, you got the same Holy Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost lives inside of you the hands, it's in the hands we touch something, it changes we have the ability the power of the Lord to do these things finish this up. We're going to try to beat the Baptist to the food court. Uh, My last surprise is, is in the book of Ephesians. And uh chapter 4 starting at verse 11 and he who is he